Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the debrief from the business of fashion, where each week we go deep on our most popular BOF professional stories with the correspondents who created them. I'm Lauren Sherman. If you're listening to this, you probably at least sort of know what an NFT is. It stands for non-fungible token, or in the simplest terms, a digital ID that is entirely unique. In fashion, NFTs have been super hot for the past couple of years. At first, people were creating NFT art as novelties, but brands have found ways to use the technology for more than flash in the pan marketing. For instance, brands could hypothetically collect royalties on the sale of goods on the secondhand market by linking a physical item with an NFT. But technical loopholes are making it hard to implement this at any serious scale. Today, BOF technology correspondent Mark Bain is joining me to discuss what's happening in the market. Mark, thank you as always for joining me on The Debrief. Thank you so much for for having me. I always love being on. So you've been covering this market really closely for the last couple of years. Do you see this use of NFTs like as a unique digital tag, essentially for a physical item, allowing brands to kind of track where the item is going and maybe get royalties off of a secondhand sale of the item? Do you see this as the biggest opportunity for fashion brands to make money from NFT technology? I'm not sure I would say it's like just without a doubt, the biggest opportunity because brands are playing with so many different ways of using NFTs, but it's definitely one of the more alluring ones for brands. When you think about it, fashion brands are still in the business of producing physical products. And those physical products are, are where their sales are. That is where most of their customers are engaging with them. And so, yeah, anything touching on those physical products that they can do with NFTs is going to be one of the bigger opportunities for them. And obviously, the way the secondhand market is growing, being able to collect royalties on secondary sales, it could be a massive opportunity if they could make it work. So can you kind of set up a scenario in which a brand would use the how they would use an NFT. So essentially, even if you bought the item in the store, would it come with, I don't know, a piece of paper that said your NFT number is this? And so if you sold it online, like how would it all work? That's one of the things that's still being figured out. The actual mechanics of this are still very much up in the air. But in theory, what you could do is say you sold a handbag or something like that. 
inside the bag, you would probably have maybe an NFC chip. If it were clothing, it would probably be like a QR code stitched in. And brands are experimenting with other things too for hard luxury, like a watch or something. They're trying to use AI to authenticate. In any case, you would scan the NFC chip or the QR code, and it would essentially bring you to a page where you could like redeem your NFT and claim this NFT, proving that you have ownership of the digital asset linked to the physical good. So other than the fact that it sounds like it's a little complicated, what is holding brands back from moving forward with this? Well, one is that point of just how do you attach these digital IDs to physical goods? And there are different companies working on this. Like Eon is a technology provider that's working with a number of brands to provide these digital IDs. They're kind of platform agnostic. They're not doing specifically NFTs, but their point is that you could use these for, for NFTs. And the Aura Blockchain Consortium is also creating NFTs to link to physical goods for like authentication. But again, how exactly you do that is still a little tricky. It's not like a mainstream consumer experience at this point that you buy a bag and you like scan the NFC chip and claim your NFT. So there's that part to work out. But there's also this other layer of stuff to work out of like, say you sell your bag and you send the physical item to the person who buys it or to the consignment platform or whatever, like, do you have to then manually transfer the NFT as well? What if you decide not to? What if, even if it's not just about deciding that you don't want to do it, what if you're just lazy and don't do it? And there, there are also things being worked on to deal with this too. Like one option is like what you could call a pull system rather than a push where like, the person who receives the item would then be able to scan whatever in the bag or the clothing or whatever and, and then claim that NFT as their own. But so there are a lot of mechanics, like really basic stuff still being worked out. And then you get into this other problem where if the idea is to get royalties on secondary sales, it's probably not going to be enough that you just code it into the NFT. The way in theory this would work is like, say you transferred ownership of the NFT, there's a smart contract that would be triggered and it would kick back, say like 5% of the sale price to the creator or something. Well, this is a commonly used mechanism with like art NFTs, for instance, but there's been this big uproar in the NFT market because a lot of marketplaces have not been honoring these uh, royalties. Some newer marketplaces looking to attract customers and like lower fees and all that sort of stuff have said that they actually won't honor these royalties. In theory, it would be great if the code itself would just be able to execute. And that's sort of the idea is like, you wouldn't need anyone intervening, but there are technical loopholes that allow people to get around this. And it really comes down to like, well, will the marketplaces actually enforce these? And some are saying they won't. One of the biggest OpenSea has been battling this for a little bit. And, you know, initially they were saying they were going to phase things out and then they backtracked and they're still kind of going back and forth with the Web3 community about how to deploy this. Although what they've essentially landed on is that they will respect creator royalties. What does this all mean for creators who are super involved in the NFT world? You mentioned a couple people who are connected to OpenSea and other marketplaces? One of the sort of big principles of Web3 is these royalties are the sort of idea that like, it's a creator-led economy. It wouldn't necessarily be controlled by big centralized organizations and creators would have 
essentially more power and it would be financially beneficial to them as well. Except what's happening is that's not really playing out because of these technical loopholes and because of marketplaces deciding whether or not they want to actually honor these royalties. So it's become a big talking point. I mean, the whole part of the big selling point of Web3 is that it's more creator friendly. And Bobby Hundreds from a streetwear label, The Hundreds, which is behind the Atom Bomb Squad NFT project, described it to me as kind of like an existential issue for the future of Web3. And like it's an issue for these brands and people who have been deeply involved in this from the beginning and really believe in it. But what are the implications for fashion companies that have started to invest in blockchain and all of these technologies with the hopes of being able to use them to increase profits from their physical items, not only just like create marketing tools or, or gimmicks around NFT art? Well, if they were counting on being able to collect royalties on secondary sales of their goods, I think this throws that into question. It's going to depend on where their stuff is sold, whether or not people are going to honor the smart contracts or they're going to try to exploit the loopholes. G-Money, who is this influential NFT figure and and launched his own, what he calls it, like a a Web3 crypto native luxury brand. I was talking to him about it and his point was that People are always going to try to scam the system. There are always going to be people looking for those loopholes. So, yeah, I think it very much is in question whether or not this is a model that could actually work for fashion. We're going to break for a word from our sponsors, but when we return, Mark's going to share how the marketplace side of all of this is responding to what's going on. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome back to the debrief, Mark. So you sort of mentioned a bit about OpenSea, but could you talk a bit more about how the marketplaces are responding to what the fashion brands and creators are demanding or asking for? So the marketplaces, there are a lot of different ones out there and they're all taking their own approaches. For a big marketplace like OpenSea that kind of dominates the space, They want those creators coming to their platform. They do have an incentive, I think, to say that they're going to honor creator royalties. But some of the smaller marketplaces and the newer marketplaces that are coming up and they are looking for for customers who, let's face it, the NFT market is kind of in the dumps right now. So they're just looking for business. 
They're looking for ways to cut fees for people looking to buy any way they can. Some of them are saying, like, we won't honor royalties. Some of them are saying, we'll leave it to you, the customer. It's up to you to decide whether or not you want to pay them. So there's kind of a big mix of responses. And that's actually part of the issue that's been going on in the NFT community is it does, I think, show that creators are not entirely in charge here. And even if the marketplaces were doing everything they could to serve the creators, that doesn't really solve the fashion problem completely, right? Because the other issue is that most of these marketplaces aren't set up to trade physical goods. Like they're not like eBay. Can you talk a bit more about why integrating an eBay-like service into an NFT market is not something that anyone's even tried to do, it sounds like? Yeah. I mean, the big marketplaces that are focused on NFTs, that is their business. It's NFTs. The number of NFTs linked to like physical goods is pretty minor. There's just not really a market for it at this point. And you would run into the same issues that you have with any marketplace. Like you have to upload product photos, maybe measurements and list the brand and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's kind of like building an entire other infrastructure into an existing site. So right now, it's like, even if you were a fashion brand that wanted to get secondary royalties through NFTs, there's not really like a good place where you can sell this stuff and actually have that happen. So yeah, that is yet another wrinkle in kind of this plan. Though that's not to say it won't ever happen. It's just that currently the infrastructure doesn't really exist on any sort of large scale. What do you think will happen then? Do you think that new marketplaces will emerge? Do you think that brands will kind of take it into their own hands? I think those are both possibilities. I I think we could eventually see marketplaces focused on physical goods that have linked NFTs. But I do think a very real possibility is that brands would take it into their own hands. We've seen some luxury companies offering their own resale. You know, I don't see why it would be really any different. And one of the advantages of doing that is they wouldn't have to fight with the marketplaces to say, like, will you honor our royalties or anything? They would do it themselves. They would have the royalties built in. So, yeah, I think that's one likelihood. The question for me is like, how much does any of this scale? It sounds like an amazing idea. Imagine if, you know, you're a really large brand and you could collect even a small slice of every time like one of your products is resold. You're not just collecting on that initial sale, you're collecting on every subsequent sale too. But how to actually make that work, I think is very much still in question. Yeah. I mean, to me, the question is what's in it for the consumer? Because here's the thing, if you buy a bag and I don't care if there's a chip in my thing and it's chasing me around, whatever, it's fine. Like I've given up on privacy a long time ago. But if say I wanted to resell a handbag or something, I would assume that if you're giving royalties back to the producer of the bag, that's going to probably cut into whatever you're going to make. And then if you're selling it through a marketplace Or even if you're selling it directly through the brand, you're also giving up some of the money from that. Like it makes the idea of reselling something seem even harder than it already is. And the instinct could end up being, well, I'm just going to go to the local secondhand shop and sell it because it's annoying and I have to wait for my money. But at least 
I'm not going to be giving up part of the profits. What do you think the incentives could be for a consumer to even bother signing up and participating in this? This is certainly the wild west of this era of whatever this market is. And it's just so messy. And it just feels like right now that there's never going to be a solution. And maybe there won't. And this will not be a conversation five years from now. Or maybe it'll be really established. But it's interesting for you that you're covering it on the ground floor when everything is so, so sloppy and confusing. So much of it is about brands like testing and learning and the future potential of this stuff and like what it could do more than what it's actually doing. That makes it a little speculative, but also makes it exciting too. Again, like when I was talking to Bobby Hundreds about this, he was talking about like, how do you ensure people are paying their royalties? And he he said like the brightest thinkers in the NFT space are, are tackling this question. And I think that's part of what makes it interesting too, is it is like a very big, interesting, exciting possibility if you can make it work. And we're watching in real time as different parties, whether or not it's fashion brands or artists or NFT marketplaces, wrestle with these questions and try to figure out how to make them work. Mark, always so interesting to talk to you. I always learn many, many new things. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy being on and talking. Super fun. Thank you, Mark. I really appreciate it. Be sure to check out Mark's article, Is Fashion's NFT Dream Over Before It Started? at businessoffashion.com. The link to this and other articles available to BOF professional subscribers only is also in the show notes. You've been listening to The Debrief, produced and edited by Emma Clark, Kate Barton, and Eric Bria in the BOF studio. I'm Lauren Sherman, and I'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Thanks so much for joining us, and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. You can join BOF Professional today with an exclusive 25% discount on an annual membership covering key industry topics from sustainability to technology to marketing with access to our case studies, live events, and iOS app. To get this special offer and benefit from 25% off of a membership, head to the link in the episode show notes or enter the coupon code DEBRIEF at checkout. Visit businessoffashion.com slash memberships. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.